guys, welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Hi everyone, welcome back to Courageous Wellness. Today we have a special and fun episode for you. We are talking all about wine. We're uh, speaking with Mark Warren, a co-founder of Fitvine Wines. And Fitvine was founded by friends who wanted to craft delicious, full-flavored wines that fit into their healthy and active lifestyles. Fitvine created wines that are clean tasting and rich in flavor and mouthfeel, and also go through an extended fermentation process. Fitvine has a lower sugar content as well as less sulfites and additives compared to other wines on the market. They are available across the country in stores like Ralph's, Kroger, Vons, and Whole Foods. Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Um, so, can you give us a little backstory on how did you get interested in the wine business? How did you get your start? How did you start in the industry? Uh, well, I was always interested in wine. I grew up in a you know a, a family that made wine, uh, and we'd have with holidays. Even you know, as a young kid, you know, you'd get a glass of Christmas or something <laughs> like that. So I, I always had an affinity for wine. Um, and Tom and I, you know, we had started a couple of technology companies and, you know, we'd always wanted to go back towards, you know, a product and it was, you know, wine was always something we've been looking at. And, you know, as we got older, uh, in trying to stay somewhat fit, you know, we were both athletes growing up, you know, we would go to these events and see, you know, there'd always be beer. You know, after like a 5K or a CrossFit event or something like that. And some of the spirit companies started to get involved, but there was never anything with wine. And it was always, you know, my personal opinion. I thought wine was more on the, I don't know if the word snobby is the right word to use, but it was always kind of that mysticism about mm-hmm. wine. And, you know, if you weren't a sommelier, you didn't have enough knowledge. So, you know, we thought about, you know, why isn't wine somewhat tied into active lifestyles, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, like beer can be. Uh, or, or hard alcohol. So it was, you know, our vision of looking at making a, you know, a cleaner wine with some less sugar in it and trying to go after people that, you know, want to stay active and, but still have a drink. So that was kind of our initial mindset of getting into the wine industry. Mm. Oh, that's really interesting. And how long ago did you guys, was Fitvine founded? It was founded in 2015. Okay. Uh, you know, we had started you know, the thought process behind it, you know, a few years before that, um, you know, a lot of research, you know, a lot of different winemakers and wineries and seeing if, you know, we could put vision to, you know, to make and see if it would, you know, work and what it would taste like. And uh, so there's a lot of uh, 
you know, drink and spit, <laughs> you know, tasting a lot of bad stuff. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of time put behind it to see if it was something that we could even put together. But mm. we officially launched in early 2015. That's so wonderful. And I think it is. It's such a awesome mission. And, you know, I love wine and I love a glass of wine. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite things. Um, but it is, you know, when you are on your fitness journey or you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to hit goals, people always ask, like, should I drink? Should I cut back? So I think what you guys are doing is so incredible. And so how do you do it exactly? How do you have a cleaner wine with less sugar? Yeah. What does that mean as far as like, can you tell us a little bit about your products and the breakdown of how you classify FitVine as kind of a cleaner wine drinking experience? And yeah, that, I can give you, you know, kind of a basic overall premise, you know, yeah. without crazy, you know, scientific stuff. But, uh, you know, wine, like anything else in the United States, can be overproduced, uh, like food. Mm-hmm. So, fortunately, uh, the government allows over 70 different additives that can be put into wines. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put that on a label or anything like that. Um, yeah. A lot of times with flavoring, you know, one that's very common is called Super Purple. Because a lot of the, you know, Large companies want you to have the same exact taste across many vintages, which, mm. you know, like picking up two different pineapples and saying it's, it's the exact same. Yeah. Mm. Not meant to be. So, uh, you know, it was more about less is more. So, not using flavor additives, not putting in a ton of sulfites, not, uh, you know, having these other things inside of the wine that don't necessarily need to be here. So, mm. you know, we didn't reinvent the wheel. It's, it's our process is more like old European-style wines, you know, and you hear people all the time, oh, I went to Europe and I drank wine for three weeks and I could drink a bottle a day and never had any issues. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was more, could we mimic that process, do it in a cost-effective manner, and bring it to the masses? Mm. They do that in Europe, but a lot of times that's, you know, the family winery that's making it for their restaurant. Right. So they're not making, uh, you know, this for retail and putting it out to people. So, you know, and for us, it was, you know, you mentioned the word movement. And, you know, we followed, you know, uh, the movement of change overall that people have been making for the past, you know, 10 years. That mm-hmm. you know, walk into any grocery store, it's no longer dominated by cutscene from a hole. Now you have a 60 foot, you know, glass, uh, you know, refrigerated case that's kombucha, coconut yeah. water, fresh squeezed juice. Yeah. Uh, any of these things, and, and then there's this little one-by-one section of, of soil. So, you know, people have been making a major shift on what they consume. Uh, and for us, as we followed those changes, watching companies like Budweiser and, and stuff by coconut water companies, um, food doing the same. I mean, they took Walmart all of six months when they jumped into selling organic groceries to become the largest reseller of organic food in the world. Wow, mm. yeah. As we saw changes like this occur, we knew that that movement, as you mentioned, isn't changing. People are deciding to pay attention more to what they're putting in their bodies mm-hmm. uh, and starting to look at that with their alcohol. So, yeah. you know, it's when you mention fitness in, in people and their choices, uh, I've been in fitness my whole life. And, you know, I've coached people, I've, I've worked with different coaches all the way up to Olympic levels and, uh, you know, Many people where you talk about the general public, you know, where they're they're trying to lose weight or they're trying to, you know, make better choices, they typically fail within three weeks. Mm-hmm. Because the, the normal would be no, 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 no. 
no sugar, no alcohol, no this, no this, mm-hmm. no this. Right. Most people can't do that. That's just not, you know, reality when you have a job and you have a family and normal yeah. stress. You know, you're not a, you know, type A personality, tier one athlete. You know, right. that's the 1% of the market. So for the general public, you know, that want to, you know, maybe do a 5K, go to yoga a couple of days a week, but hey, on a Tuesday night, you work a 12-hour day, you want to have a glass of wine, you know, but then wake up the next morning, go back to work, you don't want to feel like you've been run over by a truck. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really like, for us, we were like, okay, we're over 40, you know, want, drinking isn't fun anymore if you drink bad, you know, yeah. you feel for multiple days, you're not a 20-year-old college kid, you can bounce right back. So, you know, and drinking responsibly, but... Also, you know, you shouldn't have one or two glasses of wine and feel like someone hits you with a sledgehammer. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you were talking about this exact experience because I can't tell you how often I've had that. And I stopped drinking. Eric and I have both kind of had experimental months that we've given up alcohol, even though we're both huge fans of it (laughs) this summer, just, just to feel good. And it's interesting that you give this experience like of, oh, you go to Europe and you have a bottle of wine every night and you wake up feeling great. And my stepsister-in-law, she's French, my stepbrother and she live in, in like the French countryside. It's just their home. And her dad um, and uncle own a wine store. And when we went over for their, uh, their engagement and their wedding, we were drinking uh, probably more wine than I've ever had in my whole life. But I didn't have a hangover once. Mm. I consumed so much more than I would ever consume here. And I didn't feel bad at all. Like I felt great. I I woke up in the morning and felt like I was drinking water all night. And I realized it's because they were explaining to us that the wine we were drinking doesn't get exported. It's just in that region. It's just local. There's not all the additives and preservatives that are put in that are in the ones that are either shipped to the U.S. or produced on the masses. And it kind of exactly echoes the story that you're talking about because, you know, sometimes you can pick, I can pick up a bottle of wine, a rosé or whatever at the store and have a glass of it and I'm like feel awful the next done time. the next morning yeah yeah and a lot of you know people have different sensitivities to it and different reactions and you know a lot of customers will say you know I have GI issues or I have flushing mm-hmm. or, or you know whatever it may be you know my wife for example you know we'll go out to dinner and she has a glass that affects her still her hands will start swell like she's mm. like I need to take my ring off you know wow. so she's like within one glass of wine she's like oh this is going to make me feel like shit yeah. You know, as she can already feel in her hand. So that's where, you know, for us, it's not about, hey, you can drink irresponsibly. You know, you have right. enough of too much of anything, you yeah. don't feel like that. Yeah. But about responsibly being able to, you know, enjoy a glass of wine or two, you know, on a weekday or a weeknight and not feel bad from it. I mean, that was really, you know, our, our thought behind the fact of, hey, normal people that are not, you know, tier one athletes, and want to, you know, enjoy a glass of wine. Yeah. You know, it's with dinner or out with friends or sharing a bite, you know, fire outside with friends, whatever it is, you shouldn't feel bad. You know, yeah. you're not saying, hey, drink two bottles and you'll feel good. Yeah. But, but everything. You know, put that to the test. I've done three bottles uh, and still not had a hunger from a friend. Wow. <laughs> we no, don't promote that by any means. <laughs> <laughs> but it is because, ha- like you're saying, like having a glass of wine with friends or with, you know, your wife or your husband or, you know, 
in celebration, like that's such a great part of a balanced, well-lived life. And, you know, even us, like Ali was saying, we basically took a break this summer because, you know, as we've entered our thirties only it's, it's affecting us so much. So, but I think, yeah, everything you're saying, I took a class in LA, um, that actually taught me more than I learned. I went to Napa with friends and they didn't talk about any of this, (laughs) um, probably for their own reasons. But then in LA, I went to, um, a wine night and they started talking about the additives and the sulfates and um, even shrimp shells. I think they said they'll put in wine in the U S and, you know, to give it the red, even more color. And, um, but yeah, they don't have to put anything on labels. So I think a lot of people too are getting sick from a lot of added things as that they don't know is there. Exactly. Um, but what, um, for someone who might be listening to this and loves wine, but doesn't know where to begin, <laughs> what would you suggest? Like, what fit vine wine would you suggest people drink or um, what do you think is a good wine for people to start with if they're they're not yeah. so? so you know, we say that our wines are the Sunday to Thursday wine. <laughs> our wines are very approachable. They're easy drinking. They're not big and bold. Uh, you know, they're, you know, people don't know about wines. You know, there's a, what's a wine that have a lot of effect on them are called tint. So the bigger and more bold the wine is, the higher tannin levels they have. Mm. So all our wines are very low tannin, uh, with the exception of our holiday red, which is a much different wine than the rest of our wines. But they're, you know, they're approachable. So our wines are, you know, they'll, they'll say, hey, this is a great every night drinking wine. Uh, so they're, I, you know, depending on whether you like a white or a red, um, they are less sugar, so they're not sweet wines. So, you know, we do make sure we're very up front with people and try and guide them. You know, people are like, oh, I'm used to drinking, you know, Moscato uh, or something. <laughs> so if you're drinking something very sugary, very heavy, or you put three or four scoops of sugar in your coffee, uh, you know, our wines are probably not for you. Mm. Uh, but, you know, if, you, if you're if you coming to us and, you know, we'll always, you know, if you're starting with red, our Cabernet, our Cabernet is fantastic. It's, you know, again, it's not a big, bold cab. It's not like a silver oak uh, or something. So, they're approachable and they're easy drinking. And we have, you know, we've done thousands of events and we'll always say, well, someone's like, well, I don't like white wine. We're like, no, just try it. And they're like, wow, I don't like white, but your Chardonnay's fantastic. Mm. Or I don't drink red wine. And they try the Cabernet and they're like, this is great. So, you know, where it's pretty open to what they would start with. So if you're, you know, if it's a hot summer day, I would say start with our Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Sauvignon Blanc in the summer, chilled, is nice it's not overly grassy or great booty it's well balanced you know and when it starts getting cool out the cabernet is you know a great start i mean our pinot noir is fantastic but you know pinot is a different grape uh than a cab so you know you want to have a little knowledge of what you're drinking when you're uh about a pinot what's going to be the difference so but for someone who's very new to wine i'd say yeah the cabernet and the sauvignon blanc would be great starts mm. That's great. Now, I have a question for you about grapes, because I'm by no means a wine expert, but luckily, we live in California. We've both been able to do our fair share of tasting, either whether it's like Central Coast or you've been up to Napa um, or even the Santa Barbara wine country. Um, So I know that different grapes, which determine what the wine is ultimately going to be, grow in different climates. Is that correct? Or some, some grow in the same climates, but some grow in slightly different climates? 
Uh, so that's a multi-tier question. Okay, okay. We'll start, well, we'll start there. You can grow grapes in any climate. Yeah. So they will do better in certain climates. Okay. And when you're talking about certain grapes, uh, like a champagne, you can't call champagne yeah. champagne unless it's from... Champagne, yeah. Grape has to be a specific grape, like Prosecco. We just launched our Prosecco. Our Prosecco has to come from Italy. It's, it's in the Prosecco region. It's not... You know, if it was if we were growing the grapes in California, it would have to just be a sparkling wine. Right. Yeah. There's that level of it, um, but there are you know some grapes do better in other regions. But you know, there's multi levels to what you're trying to do. You can grow grapes uh, like our grapes are all grown within uh, the Sierra foothills, the Delta area, Lodi, uh, and some of it comes over in like Napa and Mendocino County. Um, as you get up into more expensive wines, and they talk about the terrier, and you're looking about the soils, and whether it's mountainous or this or that, and how long it's been aged, and different oak, that's where you're going to get into a lot different uh, approaching of tastes okay. for expensive wines. You know, when you're talking small batches that they only made 500 barrels of this wine, right. and they may have come from a specific area of Santa Barbara, and you're talking about estate wines. Mm, so, like, okay. our wines are not estate wines. So, you have estate wines. You have your regional wines, and then you have your, uh, you can just call it like state. So our wines are not, um, they're not Appalachian specific. So that's why they say California on them, because we're having grapes come from multiple different areas of California. That, okay, that answered that question for me. So that was, that's what I was wondering. So all your grapes are from California, but you source your grapes from different areas in California. Correct. Okay. So then, like when we do our holiday red, um, all those grapes from the holiday bread are from our area in Lodi. So mm. that will then say Lodi. So if you're seeing like a Russian River Chardonnay, that means the grapes all came from that area. Uh, then you have what's called your estate wines. So then if you have like a Napa cab that's in a, a in the state cab, it came, those grapes only came from the hundred acres of that wine. Right. So that's the different levels of like what they call the Appalachian. Okay. Thank you. That's informative. <laughs> I think what I like, you know, what you kind of express about your brand is the accessibility of it from like a mass, yeah. you know, point of view. And I think that's really great for a lot of people, not only to have accessibility to clean wine, that's not going to make you feel like shit, but, but also, um, just to learn even, and that's what we wanted to do on this podcast. You know, what we do is we talk to all different types of people about different areas of wellness, right? And how we can enhance our lives, right? Make our lives better through these different aspects of wellness. And, you know, in something like wine or a product like wine deals, like we were talking before with the social aspect of, you know, community and, and enjoying, you know, celebrating, um, the cultural part of that wine has had in, you know, our history, but also I think some people do get scared of it. So I love that you guys are trying to bring this on a more like mass level and a more accessible level to some people who may not have had, um, the knowledge to not, to not know if they're drinking wine with a bunch of additives, you know, that's what's difficult about wine is that, you know, it is scary for most people, you know, yeah. you know like I said earlier, this, you know, I, I think, you know, I take it there's always been this kind of like mysticism. If you don't have some knowledge and understand what the points mean from wine spectator or something, or you're not, a, <laughs> a, that, you know, you're not advanced enough to buy some wine or something. And then you walk into a store like Total Wines 
that is 8,000 bottles right. uh, is really, you know, overwhelming for some people. And then from there, what happens is people are like, okay, how much am I willing to spend? Do I want a white or red? Right. What did my friend or sister or brother tell me I should buy? And then if they don't have a recommendation, they're like, oh, that's pretty late. And unfortunately, that doesn't give you any inclination of whether the wine gives you a taste. Yeah, of. right. Uh, and even if you spend, you know, 50 bucks, it doesn't necessarily, it's going to be good either. So that's kind of where we're like, okay, we want to be transparent about what we do, what's in our bottle, who we are, and, you know, this is what our wine is. And, and you know, it, we're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of people who like their sweet wines or only want to drink, mm-hmm. you know, big, bold wines, and that's fine. You know, we're, we know that, uh, you know, we're not for everybody, but I think we're for, you know, a good amount of people yeah. that enjoy, you know, wines and, you know, there's two points that you, you touched on. I mean, one, you asked me in the beginning about why we started, and you mentioned about, you know, the history of, of you know, wine. You know, that's part of it. I think there's some romance to wine. Yes. You know, you look at how wine has been part of our history, as you mentioned, for thousands of years, yeah. whether it's love, war, whatever it may be, friendship, uh, family. You can always get somebody to sit down and have a glass of wine with you. Uh, and one level or another, whether it's friendship, whether it's family, or even if it's, you know, uh, maybe an enemy. You're trying to <laughs> resolve you know, conflict. Trying to, you know, yes, resolve conflict. You're not going to sit there and say, hey, you want to sit down and have a, a glass of tequila with me? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's some, you know, that romance part of, of wine has always been drawn to us. And then, you know, you talk about balance, and it's not so much balance of, hey, we need to balance alcohol inside of our active life or this or that. It's more about the stress. Mm. So when people, you know, we're, our lives in the U.S. are very chaotic. Yeah. Uh, everybody's going 100 miles an hour and you're trying to balance work and family and whatever else you have going on. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to try and throw in some exercise there. And stress can be more damaging than anything else you do in your life. Yeah. yeah. So we look at it as like if we can give a little balance, like, hey, you may have to cut out you know, your trainer may say cut out carbs this week or cut out this or cut out that, but you're allowed to have a glass of wine, for, you know, two nights a week or whatever. And in doing so, you're not destroying what you're doing. Yeah. So it helps to alleviate some of that stress that people may have on themselves as they're trying to reach their goals. And, you know, that's, if that can help people in a little better in their journey, then we've done our job. That's great. I mean, speaking of accessibility, can you tell us a little bit about your price points for your bottles just for our listeners? Yeah, so they uh, range, um, you know, anywhere from like thirteen to nineteen ninety nine, depending on what store is carrying them. You know, we have them on our website, and you know, website there. You know, our average price point is you know fifteen ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're now we've now secured distribution in all fifty states. Mm-hmm. We'll finally be launching inside of uh, the last couple of states we've been missing have been Delaware, uh, Mississippi, Washington, and Alaska. So those states will be going, uh, kicking so off. Exciting. Um, but, you know, Whole Foods was one of the, the first national retailers that came to us, and they've been fantastic. Uh, so we're with them nationally. Kroger has just um, given us the green light. We'll be going into all their stores starting in March. Um, you know, when all the total wines around the country, um, you know, Albertsons, so all the Safeways, mm-hmm. you guys in California. So we'll be coming to California. Safeway, Bonds, Ralph's, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, we're in about 6,000 stores right now, and what we have in the pipeline by the end of next year will be in about 15,000. So, um, you know, we've created some partnerships with Disney down in Florida, 
they've taken it into their worldwide of sports. So when they have their mm-hmm. races, they serve with Fitfine, and they, they absolutely love it. So, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of different things like that. That's why we came to Live Strong. Yeah, that's event. how we met you guys. <laughs> we're trying to get out with some of our partners there and, you know, do some activities. So, you know, in 2019, we'll be starting to uh, host some of our own uh, Fitfine events, something like what we did at the Rose Bowl. Maybe not hard awesome. to start out with, but, you know, <laughs> We'll start doing some of those around the country. That would be some fun stuff to get some of our, you know, loyal fans out to meet some, you know, new people that haven't seen or tasted the wine yet, uh, and really just kind of expand on. Yeah, no, I think that's so incredible, and like, congratulations too. I mean, on everything you've done in such a short period of time, yeah. I think it's such. I think what you're doing is so so amazing and so incredible. And I think those those events and wine events specifically that I've gone to, I've learned so much because as we were saying, wine can be so intimidating and there's so many to choose from and so many different price points and so many different labels on bottles. And it's so great to, um, to have gone to the ones I've gone to and then you get to learn, you know, about fun too. It's fun to learn about wine and how it's made. It's still something that feels sort of like you're talking about. It feels like it has this history in in just the process too. Um, if anyone's ever like gets the experience to actually go to a, a winery or a vineyard and see how it's made, it's really kind of an incredible thing. Um, but I love, you know, we, the fact that you guys have only been around for a couple of years and have this sort of pretty large distribution at this point and continue to grow means you're doing something that people are responding to, right? Mm-hmm. There's something positive that people are responding to. So, and that's something that we like to explore on this podcast as well as, you know, when you're following something that not only has like just a need in the marketplace, like, yes, there's obviously like a need in the marketplace for what you're doing, but from a, you know, people wanting to, to feel better. Like you said, there's been a shift in sort of consciousness in the last 10 years. I personally think it's in this country and it has a long way to go, but I think it's personally from the intense amount of chronic illness that's an epidemic in our country and, and people starting to have to take their health back into their own hands a little bit um, and not out of the hands of massive producers like Coca-Cola and Pepsi, uh, you know, owning everything and the marketing. And so I love when I see, you know, brands such as yours getting that attention, getting that natural growth and, and, the growth speaks for itself. True. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we can't come out and say, Hey, we're a healthy wine or anything like that. They'll, they'll shut you down. You can't, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, the words health and alcohol at all, but you know, to, to that realm, you know, I mean, everybody's got their own opinion, but you'll see the thousands of studies that continue to come out that, you know, the, the negative, uh, trends in health in the United States, you know, they all are tracking back to sugar. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, the major component about our wine is the lower sugar. Yeah. Now, we, we didn't want to make low alcohol wine because, you know, dropping the alcohol just to drop some calories, that doesn't really do anything except affect taste. Yeah. Uh, you know, low alcohol wines don't really have great taste. But, you know, there's calories and carbs and everything. So, you know, our wines have a little less calories, uh, maybe half a point or, you know, whatever less carbs. It's not the big deal, but it's the sugar. Yeah. Uh, you know, an average glass of wine uh, can range from 0.9 grams to one and a half grams of sugar. All ours come in less than 0.09. Wow. Really? Wow. Significantly less sugar. Um, 
And, and that, that's really a, that is, our, you know, our focal point because yeah. that has an impact on feeling crappy. You know, whether it's, you know, we, you know, less sugar, we have minimal sulfites, you know, no flavor additives, you know, less tannins. Uh, so all those things kind of combined, you know, have the idea of, you know, like you mentioned, like kind of like a cleaner wine, uh, but have that better component to, uh, you know, enjoy the glass of wine and, yeah. not, and not have the negative effects to it. So really for us, uh, the focal point is the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I think you hit the nail on the head where it's like, listen, obviously you're going to have some sugar if you're choosing to have a glass of wine and everybody knows that and that's fine. But having the information to choose something and having the option to choose something that maybe will make you feel better than the other option is, is awesome, right? Like that's just such a simple choice, but to have it be available and still have the full experience is a nice option to have. Yeah. Well, the key part to that, like you say, full experience is the taste. Yeah, yeah. You can taste it, you know, you can minimize anything, but if you minimize the taste, then what good is it? You right, know? you're not getting your experience then, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we talked about when we started, we started, uh, you know, we started very grassroots. We'd go into gyms anywhere that anybody ever let us pour wine. A lot of it was CrossFit gyms. You know, and you, and you get in front of people who have already made sacrifices like, okay, I'm going to cut out carbs, I'm going to cut out this in order to lose weight, so I'll eat cauliflower rice instead of regular rice, or I'll eat this instead of that. And we said, like, look, we don't want to be the cauliflower rice of wine. Right. Like, it still has to taste good. Yeah. Uh, that was, you know, the other component is like, hey, can we do this and can it still taste good? It can't taste, you know, like watered down wine or, you know, just more or less like junk. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel what's, do you have a personal anecdote or something that, you know, like a, an experience that you've been through with um, a one-on-one -on -one with consumers or maybe someone in your family trying it or something for the first time over the last few years that really made you feel um, that you were on the right track with this or really feel excited that, that this is something you guys had created? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, unfortunately, some of these things we can't promote. You know, we get tons of emails, and, you know, the, the group that oversees alcohol in the United States is called the TTP. They're a part of the ATF. So they had reached out to us in, you know, our first year and a half, and they're like, hey, you guys got to kind of skew some of these things, and, and your, your, uh, even your, um, what do you call them, not referrals, your, <laughs> you might have to edit this part of the <laughs> uh, reviews. So we have our, our, you know, our reviews on our website and the TTB says that, you know, you get on our website, make a review and you make some sort of health claim. We've now made their health claim. Mm. Put filters in there. When people come in and say, Oh God, I, I don't get a headache. You know, I, I, I'm uh, a surviving cancer patient, and I'm able to drink your wine. Like, you wouldn't believe the amount of stuff people come out. And we're not allowed to put that on our site. Yeah. Uh, so as we started hearing from people that had stopped drinking wine for 15 or 20 years, that were able to drink our wine with no negative side effects, that was kind of like the aha moment. Wow. Because, you know, a lot of you know things that track, again, back into health are inflammatory issues. Yes. So I, a woman who called me all the time, she has relation, uh, people who have GI issues, people who have, uh, you know, a couple of these other things that are all inflammation related that, again, like I said, my wife gets swelling hands, so if you're drinking something that's going to do that to you, it's going to affect whatever that, you know, 
uh, issue is that you're fighting. Yeah. So we started getting dozens and dozens and dozens of people that would call us, email us, and tell us, hey, I, this is the first time I've been able to drink wine in 15 or 20 years, and I can do so and wake up the next day and not have a headache, GI issues, red face, swelling. That was where, that was kind of our, our moment. That's mm-hmm. so exciting. That's really cool to hear. Well, what um, is your favorite wine? What is yeah, your, what's your personal, personal favorite? favorite? <laughs> my, my personal favorite is Cabernet. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I grew up drinking red wine. All our wines are very good. I mean, I've never been a big fan of whites, but our, I think our whites are fantastic. Um, but Cabernet by far is, you know, I drink that almost every night. Um, when I do want something a little, you know, a little more, a little bolder, our holiday red uh, is a much different wine than all other varieties. So our holiday red is more of a big, bold, they'll call it like a fat wine. Mm-hmm. It is definitely heavier tannin. Uh, it is one you can store in your, your wine cellar for 10 years. Like all, all our other wines are meant to be drank within two or three years, you know, yeah. because they are low tannin. Um, but, you know, this one is definitely one that gets better with age. Like it's, it's good. Um, we did it for the first time last year. That is a test. You know, when you look at a lot of red blends that are out there, they're very sweet. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's ones out there, and I won't throw names out because, you know, <laughs> you don't poke the bear. But yeah. uh, some of them are so sweet that they taste like cost I mean, mm-hmm. we've tested yeah. some of the sugar levels in them. They're just through the roof. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know if people would want a drier sweet, uh, drier red blend. Mm-hmm. Um, so we launched it for the first time last year. Uh, last year's. Uh, varietal was a Malbec and Petit Syrah, all Ooh, Lodi grapes. Love that. I'm excited. This, year's, <laughs> this year's that's coming out is Syrah and Petit Syrah, oh. and it's fantastic. I mean, the sugar level, uh, last year's sugar level came in at 0.01 grams per, per five-ounce glass. Wow. So the, the lab tests are out right now. We're waiting to come back on you know the one that we just ran. So, But they taste great. And they're not – like our wines – People say, oh, dry wines, and they get scared, and they're like, oh, I want to drink a dry wine. Our wines are not your typical dry wine that, like, I say, suck the moisture out of your mouth. It's because, you know, in, in the extended fermentation we do, we're making sure the, the pH levels are optimized. So the pH has a major impact on the texture, the feel, and the taste in your mouth. So we can optimize pH even though we're lower in sugar. You don't get that, like... I call it the puckery feeling in your cheeks. Mm. You know, they they balance out very well. So even though they're dry, they have a smooth finish to them. It's not that like bone dry finish where you're like, oh, I feel like I need to have a sip of water. Yeah, I mean, I love a dry wine. So I love a dry wine too. You, you two fans already. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I know before you said where people can find Fit Brand Wine, but um. And can you just tell us, like, on the internet where people can find you from your Instagram to your website? Yep. So our website's just uh, fitvinewine.com. Okay. Uh, and you can order online for, I think we're at about 40-plus states that allow alcohol shipping to your home. We okay. get free shipping on a case. Um, and then our our Instagram is fitvine underscore wine. And that was because when we started, somebody whatever reason had to find one <laughs> and then Facebook and Twitter are just fit find one Great. Um, we have that little snafu inside of Instagram and then you know the account started getting so big when somebody gave it up they're like okay now it's too, too late to change too late <laughs> yeah. um, and then my last question for you is you know you're an entrepreneur 
Mm-hmm. And it's great. I love, we talk to so many entrepreneurs who start something like super grassroots, like you have been talking about this journey. Is there anything for you in your life recently, a book, a piece of music, a podcast, something that has inspired you to, you know, just in your own life, in your personal life? Even a piece of advice for anyone who wants to follow. Yeah, who's path. entrepreneurial. Yeah, I mean, I would say, and I was, you know, in school, I was never a reader. I hated to read. <laughs> uh, and Tom, my co-founder, you know, he'll read a book, you know, every three days. <laughs> I mean, he loves to read. So, you know, when we started our first company together, he forced me to start reading. Uh, and I would say that, you know, it, it definitely makes a difference to, you know, whether you want to start something on the side or start your own company, it, it does help to kind of open up. And it's not so much opening up your brain, it's opening up your vision. Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, we all have our own thoughts of how something should be done, but then when you can read something and then you can identify with how, no matter how big or small it was, that that person did, you're like, oh, well, they kind of doing what I want to do, and I see how they went this way, and it, it kind of opened your mind to, you know, different avenues of how to get there. So, you know, one of the uh, you know, first authors that I you know was reading for business books was Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. You know, has a few different books there, and they're fantastic, easy reads. They're not long books, but they definitely you know open your mind. But you know, if you're if you're looking to jump into something and start your own company, I would always suggest the first book you read is Blue Ocean. Mm. Okay. And Blue Ocean talks about um, you know these companies that are in the red. Everybody's fighting for the same space. And how do you find your blue ocean? Wow. How do you identify something that, you know, I mean, of course, the king of it was Steve Jobs. You know, mm-hmm. he's making products and you didn't even know you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he just kept creating one blue ocean after another. But, you know, to a, a, a realistic extent is, you know, it gives you these, these mindsets of it may not be, you don't have to invent something. It may just be improving something that exists. And, you mm-hmm. know, you can have something to be like, oh, well, you know, there's, of glasses, but if I can make those glasses fold up and never break and never be scratchable, you know, I've got the, you know, now I can sell these glasses to everybody. They never have to replace them, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But it gives you this mindset of kind of opening your eyes to looking at, I guess, life differently because you start driving down the road, you're walking through a store, and you look at and you start looking at items or services in a much different manner because you're like, well, this is really obnoxious. Uh, I could fix this. Mm-hmm. And God bless anybody who ever comes up with this and how they fix air travel. (laughs) (laughs) We fly every week and we say, Tom and I say to each other all the time, like, oh my God, we need to fix this. (laughs) (laughs) We have to figure out how to do so. But, you know, so I would say definitely Blue Ocean would be, you know, the book to read. It definitely opens your mind to looking at things in a very different manner if you're considering, uh, you know, starting something or becoming an entrepreneur or, you know, leaving your job to go do something that you love. Thank you so much. That's great advice. And thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And we're Courageous Wellness.